Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster. My name is KS Bowling, and what up, Jack? How we doing, people? It's a Monday. You're listening on a Thursday. <laughs> it's Monday for us right now, so we're going through it, but that's why we record on Monday, so we can hang out, talk some cool stuff. Yeah. And, um, Gaius, I'm going to be honest here, man. I don't know what happened on the weekend. It was too busy. Uh, <laughs> Anything happen? Anything happen? Also, before we get into the news, my, my aunt, my aunt uh, Momo, uh, wanted me to uh, send uh, her best wishes to you in your voice. She hopes, oh. you took it. she hopes you took it easy this weekend. If she meets you, hopefully she'll come out here eventually. Um, you do not. No, no, you saw you saw, well, as you can tell, my voice is back. Uh back, baby. I don't I don't sound like I'm going through uh puberty again this week. Um did I take it easy this weekend? No. <laughs> uh you were there for some of it. <laughs> uh yeah. but it was still like it was uh it was a good time and uh Always I'm a happy good time I got, in, the, in the South Bay. Yeah, and I got my voice back and I didn't ruin it by going out this weekend. But uh mm-hmm. shout out to your aunt for being worried about uh my vocals yeah. <laughs> for uh Momo. Right into the pot for this week's episode. Um, yeah, this is another uh week like we've talked about. Um, I did get some suggestions from people that sent me messages on G Reels about what to do, uh, the upcoming weeks and stuff because it's a dead zone. Um, I am gonna take, I am, yeah, I am gonna take the advice of one user today later because they wanted me to address the really awful box office weekend we had this weekend. Like the number one movie this weekend made seven million dollars. So they're the only bragging rights they had was that it debuted at number one. But if this is what it's gonna be like until October, uh until at least uh Halloween ends opens and then especially Black Adam, it's gonna be a very bleak uh September. Yeah. At the bo- at the box office. There's nothing. Uh but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh I don't know, I didn't watch anything really. I did. I did. What'd you watch? Um, uh, Well, actually, it's kind of a segue. It's great. So we're going to start off with the DC stuff, and I'll segue into what I I watched. Um, This is just for this segment. We'll go into the larger variety article in a little bit. Um, But uh, if you didn't know, Jason Momoa had C-S-E-E come out. Um, It's his Apple TV Plus show. And I know a lot of people don't really like it. They think it's just too Jason Momoa kind of thing where it's like too, it's, you know, it's too unrealistic. There's a whole bunch of killing, but I think it's freaking awesome, man. Like they've done a good job with it, especially for Apple TV plus, like, you know, they're not a streaming service, but they've done a really, really good job with it. Um, yeah. This is their last season. So it's going to wrap up in a cool way. Um, I do like the concept. The actors are dope. whole entire thing's sweet, but that came out this weekend. So I watched the first episode of that. But why why I bring up DC is that you know um, you know reporters on the on on the red carpet are going to ask any anything and everything. So they asked Jason about Aquaman and Ben Affleck coming back, and he's just like, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Ben's coming back." Like he just straight up said it. Like he just said back. it. <laughs> like, all right, sweet. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Like like I love Ben. Ben's in a good spot. He's just like we're we're we're, we're excited to do some cool stuff. So. Um, Normally, in those senses, I feel that like when like his movie's been delayed like now twice, um, most actors would just like s- like say some some BS, like, you know, reshoots or whatever. But like, I legitimately think that with the new Warner Media heads 
and yeah. Jason bringing back Ben, like he actually is welcoming this. I feel that like with Michael Keaton, maybe I can't, I feel like Jason Momoa, who's a loyal dude, was just like, why like, you know, Ben's right here. Why are we, you know, doing that? Um, so I'm happy for that news, but I saw C and have you ever watched it? No, I've heard, uh, heard about it. I, I think the premise is interesting from what I read. Um, he also thinks it's some of the best stuff he's ever done. So there's yeah, that. Dude, it's really um, good. It's, it's, it, it's like the, even the first, uh, first season where it's, it's like, we're still trying to like accept this concept of like no sight in the world and all yeah. this stuff. Like how do people do it? It's like, well, how do, how do fucking blind people work now? I mean, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's not as harder than ever, but like, you know, <laughs> they figure it yeah. out somehow. Um, so yeah, no, it's fucking, it's fucking cool. Definitely. I, I would suggest if you have nothing to watch and you're trying to look for something new, definitely pop that on and see if you like the first couple of episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. We didn't. Um, we didn't really. Um, I know we. You kind of brought it up when you were talking about C. We didn't really address the the Warner Brother delay of those two movies, and I, I, if I felt like it was a bigger deal, it seemed like a bigger deal. But then I kind of realized that like it kind of works out in favor, especially for Shazam getting pushed back because now it doesn't have to like compete against Avatar, the Avatar sequel. It'll have yeah. more IMAX. It'll have or more IMAX screens in March. I know it's an even longer wait for Aquaman two. That's all the way of de- December of next year. Um, but they said it needed more time in post production, which makes me believe that it's uh, you know it's uh, like you said the uh, Ben Affleck Batman it's stuff. Welcome. Like, it's welcome. Yeah. It's welcome. Yeah, it's or some stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. So you know it. Of course, the narrative too with the delay is that like they still don't know what they're doing over there. Um, I actually which I get. This- Dude, Actually, the, I yeah, I thought it. these delays were a bit more positive, though, where it's like, all right, I can see you, you're giving Shazam the old Aquaman spot because you need to fill that spot, in, that spot in March. It also benefits Shazam to not compete against what might be the second biggest movie of the year. Or it could be, I don't know, like Black Panther and uh, Avatar. They have tough competition from Top Gun Maverick to top that. But like, it's going to make a lot of money. And I think Shazam would have gotten not completely lost in the shuffle, but it would have been not smart to have those two movies open so close <laughs> together. So no, it, it, yeah. that's, that was a smart move. And, you know, mixed in with all that other news, they also said, like, there were some HBO Max releases that were going straight to HBO Max that are now getting a th- theatrical release. Uh, the new Evil Dead movie is going to go to theaters instead of HBO Max. Uh, they're rebooting House Party. That is going to, the- to-, to theaters uh, and not just HBO Max. So they, I feel like with every, like, negative Warner Brothers story, they try to mix in some, like, good to like make people feel yeah, a little like, bit better <laughs> i i if you, i have to imagine the pr office or the pr floor in warner brothers there's just there's just people like lying like face down on their desk just like yeah. you know like they're so tired that the phone's ringing so they pick it up and they just like put it on their ear like what now i know God? i know like what <laughs> Um, was, but yeah <laughs> with all that being said to the delays as we've been talking about on the pod um they're trying to find their new like Kevin Feige role. Um, rumors are they have found him. Um, and his name is I just had it, Dan Lin. Yes, who uh, is a very successful producer behind movies such as Robert Downey's Sherlock Holmes, Warner Brothers' popular Lego movie, and its spinoff. Um, he did the it horror franchise it too. Yeah. Per the report, if Lynn gets the job, the role as head DC movies would bypass three separate division heads. Warner Brothers Pictures heads Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi, uh, HBO and HBO Max chief 
Casey Bloys and Warner Brothers TV chair Channing Dungy. I swear to God, that's the name D U N G by Dungy. I'm put control and put control of DC hands in one person. So if he whatever yeah. he says goes, he would be reporting just to uh, David Zaslav. Yeah, and we should point out too that this this is the, it, it's just talks at the moment. They I I think they're they're still working out uh, from what I heard. Uh, just the logistics and like the money, of course. And he also has his own production company and they're trying to figure out how that would all work um, as well. But um, his name didn't really bring up any negative. I didn't see anything. People being like, oh no, why that guy? Um, I I definitely saw more positive things for him than I did when they brought up Greg Berlanti uh, <laughs> being the person. So um, no. um, it, you know, I had like, there were some people on G Reels that messaged me and said like, cause they, I mentioned the movies that he produced and they are like, Oh, that's not enough for someone to spearhead like the next 10 years of like DC film and like, you know, TV or whatever. And, but I mean, I, I don't, I think they're going to be very careful about who they pick. I mean, I would, I would assume <laughs> they have to be very, and very careful. They're not going to like pick someone random. And I, and I read this um, a while back, but um, there's always this movie um, justice league mortal. It's always this like movie in DC, like it literally in lore, like fucking uh, it was. Oh, my God. I think it was Guillermo del Guillermo de Toro. Uh, writ, writ, wrote a script, had like everyone like picked like Army Hammer was going to be Batman. Um, and <laughs> I think, yeah, <laughs> thank God that Jeez. didn't come out. Yeah. But apparently Lynn was up for the job of like producing it. And like, I guess during his interviews, he was like, this is my dream job. Like, this is what I like I set out to do. And I think I, I would assume that he's just kind of like, you're like, you know, like ticked at him for a long time being like, let me, you know, where can we work on? What can we work on? And then all of a sudden it's like, dude, I've done like, I've actually done successful DC properties. Yes, they are Lego and for kids, but yeah, still great. I've done Two re- I've done a reboot, not a reboot, but like a soft, a soft reboot, which connects as a second, secondary, <laughs> whatever with it. You know, it, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Everyone, everyone loves Sherlock Holmes, um, and still don't know why we don't have a third one. But you know, finish out more Moriarty. But like, those are solid like franchises right there. They had a clear he also idea. Produced, uh, he produced the live action Aladdin too, and that I made a lot of money. See, I didn't see Aladdin, but if it yeah. played. If, it was good then i'm like not surprised because you know but yeah i made a lot um, of money yeah like i i mean so he clearly knows what he's doing i mean i think with anyone being suspicious of like oh does this person have what it takes because it is like there's this huge like arch architect role that you have to take on by like being in charge of like what's going to happen with these franchises and properties like for the next 10 years and you know i i think he, there are a lot of comparisons to Kevin Feige. I mean, Kevin Feige, even before he became the guy that we know now, I mean, he was heavily involved in like a lot of like he did. He worked with the like the original like X Men stuff. He was there for some of the Spider Man stuff. He wasn't a huge role then, but he got to learn a lot during yeah, that during that it's period. It's not like none of us. It's not like any of us Joe Schmo entertainment buffs were like, "Yep, Kevin Feige, get that yeah, guy." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, like, they didn't have... He wasn't Kevin Feige the way we know until, like, phase two. Yeah. Like, like, no, one re- no one really knew what he was, yeah, what like, he was yeah, capable he was, of, I think. <laughs> maybe. I don't even know if he was actually a producer on, like, the first three. I mean, I, I we, like, we can look that up. We can look that up. But, like, I would 
put I would put it at a 50-50 chance Kevin Feige is actually a producer on the first three that came out, including oh, Hulk. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, including Incredible Hulk uh, with uh, with Edward Norton, which I guess is more can host. Um, but yeah, I guarantee you he was not. Eventually, it became like, man, this guy knows his shit, and we'll just we'd rather have one person making the decisions. Then yeah. it became like Kevin Feige, I'm the god. Uh, but yeah, I guarantee you he didn't fucking. No one knew who he was. But so right. I'm excited for that. Um, other stuff I heard was that Warner Warner Media um, signed the first. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how what the term is for this, but when a director makes something, they have oh, first look, first look deal. Oh, first look deal. Matt, yeah, first deal with Matt Reeves. That um, was also mixed in with like it was like weird. It was like delays, and then like oh, well, look of, at this good. Look at this yeah, good news. A lot of good stuff that came out of like you know whatever <laughs> media day and all that crap. But like yeah, it's just the overall sentiment. It's like dude, we we just we're not getting any movies from you i think that really is now like the case of just like what like all right we get you're in turmoil we get all this like can you at least just put a movie out for us like we like we we want something right um, and this this bodes well the, for the future of like the batman sequel as well because remember we were like oh they haven't greenlit yet and all this stuff i mean is they're not just having him do batman projects that's not what the first look deal yeah. is but it does bode well for like that he are he talked about how they're already writing it so like it it's a little bit more positive than the news that we got before where they're like, Oh, they haven't made a decision on like the Batman sequel, but it looks like, you know, his, uh, penguin show is still moving forward at HBO max. Like, so I think it was a good thing to secure him and secure that kind of talent. They kept comparing him to Todd Phillips. You could, so there's a lot of like Todd Phillips is their guy with like the Joker stuff. And like, they have a lot of faith in him and his projects. And they apparently have that same level of faith in Matt Reeves. So it makes sense to, Sign him to a deal like that. He had one with Netflix, I guess. And, you know, there's like, you know, they've made a lot of questionable decisions lately, but holding on to talent like that isn't one of them. So that was really smart. And I, and I was good. That they got it out there. Like when they did to yeah. kind of be like, to kind of be like, well, everything here isn't like screwed up. I just think <laughs> like, that, like, yeah, I think that like, and again, I'm not bringing up Zack Snyder just because I want to bring up Zack Snyder, but the case study of really deteriorating a relationship with a very popular director which people get excited for when yeah. he is making a movie kind of like was like oh god we need to like at least give these guys the respect they deserve as artists and as businessmen because they all have their own production companies they all want to do it their own way yeah um so i think that that learning experience where it's like we did kind of lose out on a guy who like has a lot of good like ideas for movies and then Netflix was just like, yo, what up? We'll let you and do what you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They gave him, now they gave have, him creative freedom. That's what he, all he wanted. Have, have like <laughs> the next, they have the next Star Wars extravaganza thing you can compare it to. So um, I definitely think they're learning to like lock in, lock in some directors. If you don't think, if you, again, like they can be like, you know what? We're not feeling it or we just don't have the money, which I also yeah, that was a, like, that was another weird. Did you see that part of the about why say, they delayed? Yeah. They said they delayed uh, uh, Aquaman and Shazam because they only have enough money to like promote, market, and release. Don't worry, darling, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, which is Olivia Wilde's movie and Black yeah. Adam. So they they are they're, they're like out of money. I was like, at, like really? <laughs> like you, you can't? Okay, you, you, people listening, you have to realize this is a new company. Yes, but it's a merger of two billion dollar yeah. multinational companies like if i guarantee you they like zaslav is like hey uh uh guys at discovery 
where's the billions of dollars that we have for all the animal documentaries we do and all that? Can we borrow some of that real quick? Like, Can I... <laughs> you've, had, you've had your time. There was, like, every one of this under the pandemic, like, oh, look at the world changes when people don't interfere with nature-type deals. Um, yeah. yeah, we need that money back. I find that wildly incorrect. I, I mean, if it's correct, whoa. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it kept getting out there. I mean, like, I thought it was, like, a big old rumor. And it, it does sound like a rumor, but I can also see it being very true. Like if, I know, if they, I can't, I can't, I can't, they have so much money. You can't even like, you can't No, Like literally, <laughs> no. if you can't come up with $200 million as a studio, that's the huge fucking issue. You and know? I, and I also want to throw out there, like, I know that don't worry, darling has the potential to be like an awards contender. I'm like, how much would it, how much would it even cost to market that and promote? I mean, I know it's like, a, it's a big cast, but it's not like a huge movie. So like I feel like that one would be on their low end unless they're planning some I mean some big lavish like award season campaign and maybe oh, I could see it being oh, expensive. Dude, they, 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 I mean they probably were, but that's all fucked to shit now. Oh yeah, yeah, I can't wait to get into that. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. And this is all Warner Brothers too. Warner Brothers is like I thought we only had to worry about DC and now we got to worry about like Olivia Wilde and her and her well, people. Dude, <laughs> I, it, it's wild. It's wild. To wild. Me <laughs> wild to me that Olivia Wilde somehow like you know how we talked about how Margot Robbie like is like one of those like it it girls in Hollywood not like in the sense like I need her but like she's a like a boss bitch you know what I'm saying yeah. Olivia yeah. Wilde shockingly is in that realm too yeah okay well right, I know we want to talk about some of the DC stuff first I really want to get into it I know you want to bring up the Snack Snyder stuff like what they said in that variety. Uh... Oh, 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 oh. All right. So just fast forward there. There's a there's an article on Variety and they're like kind of just like going through everything, like what to do next, like what to do with the Flash movie, what to do with next. And it's just this horribly written article just like trying to like. And again, they don't point out that everything that like the fans were like mad about was with the the, the old regime. Like, yeah. yeah. They're being lumped I, I into really like. Want, <laughs> I really want to know if like Variety is like somehow owned by like the old Warner Bros. and they're still just fighting for them because like they're just attacking them and 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 just like, well, what do we do? It's like, oh well, Flash has been the best whatever, but Flash has been the best movie rated since The Dark Knight, which I've heard before. And then yeah. it's like, well, Ben Affleck's going to be in it again, and now we don't need another retired Batman. It's like you're like you're supposed to be like either making a point or like hyping it up you're, you're just being mean to be mean and then the last thing in the paragraph um was there was insider uh what was it case insider like uh turmoil uh, over -release. yeah yeah over releasing yeah. uh the the snyder the, the over the releasing the snyder cut of justice league because they felt that it shouldn't have been released some it should have been released. Uh, some people who are anonymous, I guess, sources, insiders, whatever, said yeah. that it shouldn't have been released because it created this like fan division amongst the fans in the studio. And that kind of started this whole like uh, almost like this hit job against Warner Brothers that's been going on since, I guess, since the all the Snyder Cut like controversy and stuff. I don't believe it. I, I I think it's weird to still try to shit on the movie that was successful for you, even if even if you like didn't like. And, it's like, not Warner <laughs> Brothers shitting on it. It's Variety. That is true. It, it, I, yeah, Variety Variety has been on a roll. Like, and they, I actually totally they've written a lot of they've written a lot of articles about this situation that's, that's that are more like opinion pieces rather than like these are facts. 
Um, which is fine. You can write an opinion piece, but then like you also name these anonymous people who you claim to be insiders are people that industry, work at a studio. Industry, yeah, yeah, studio yeah. insiders. It's like, oh, it's not even industry insiders. It's yeah. studio insiders. So it's like, let's stop and beating the dead horse. Like the movie came out, like it did it well, and it was good. It was critically and I want to say financially, but it's hard to tell how financially successful it was as it was on streaming. But like it was successful enough. Bro, it got it was so successful they let him release it in black and white monochrome. Yep. So like shut up. And then I just got a call out. I don't know. Obviously, they're probably never gonna hear this, but like heroic Hollywood on Instagram. Literally, all they did was just screenshot that last paragraph and be like, oh, like, you know, like just doing that. I'm like, that's such like bullshit. Like, yeah, if you went on you if you went on Twitter, that- if you were on Twitter today, it was like every entertainment person like took that paragraph and that's what they wrote about (laughs) it's like all right well you guys obviously love the Zack snyder pop you guys get by like people like me who would defend it i'm not gonna go online and do it we'll do it on the pod but like just that sense of like you really only well, need they, to mention Zack Snyder. They took, they you you mentioned Zack Snyder's. It's not even like you let you 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 let off with this statement to make sure they read the whole thing. They literally like put it at the end. So like honestly, yeah. I could have stopped reading at the last paragraph and been done with the article, and then they added that in. I'm like, fuck this. They took the yeah. clickbaity part of it and just ran with it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's it's horseshit because <laughs> what it's like, coming. Bits yeah. and pieces of the Snyderverse are coming back, back, and there's nothing you guys can do about it. So yep. either buckle up and get ready for some sweet Superman action with Henry Cable, Cavill, whatever he says. That's um, going to uh, break the internet if they ever announce that he's back. Dude, <laughs> I assume the internet will be broken. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I know we keep talking about Warner Brothers, but like they also, there's also rumors. That, well, they're the, uh, we're the biggest Henry thing in the news right now, so that's why we keep talking true, about it. There, there's rumors that <laughs> Henry filmed the new post credit scene with Black Adam. Yeah, I keep hearing, keep seeing point. the rumor. Well, they won't let me run it as fact, but like, I keep it's a rumor. But I, but it's like the a lot of these places that have talked about this rumor have been right about these things before. Um, but I guess we won't know until we see Black Adam until uh, October, uh, which is, I mean, I hope, I hope Dwayne Johnson works some magic and they got you know. You know, I think that uh, that would be a true test of Dwayne Johnson's powers. If, as if, a, if, uh... if like if when, play, play, yeah, when playlist like clips this one and they, they just get the photo of them, Henry and, and the Rock holding up the whiskey glass. And you tell me yep. that those two men aren't going to be in a movie together. Yep. Um, dude, now they are friends. <laughs> they they as friends they have talked about it. Like I would be yeah. so cool to play your Superman. Um, yeah. So excited about it. Excited. Tired of hearing all this stuff about you know like the inside stuff like I could not care less but I'm excited so well oh uh, I guess I guess one more thing before uh, we we go into Warner Brothers other drama Ezra Miller I guess in the middle of last week um, reportedly uh, actually met with uh, Warner Brothers on I think midweek uh, to discuss the future of the Flash and uh, I guess his role in the Flash. Um, they didn't really give away a lot that happened in the meeting, but I guess the gist of the meeting was that like Ezra Miller didn't really care about getting help until he saw that they were going to scrap the movie. That was his main motivation to seek help, which kind of seems like 
I mean, I guess whatever motivates you to get the help you need because he clearly has mental health issues. I think, like, I think that was, I think we talked about it last week actually, but I, just to re- reiterate, I think it was more of a slap in the head, like, whoa, like, whoa, like, yeah, what, like, oh, shit. Like, there's definitely been moments in our lives where it's like, ah, uh, yeah. Ew. So I think it was one of those. I don't think he, I think he cared enough to be like, yeah, I'll get it. But like, when they said, you might not be flashing in this movie, man. He's like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Where do you want me to go? Like that, that, yeah. and again, like it, like you say, it does it, is it bad or good? However, however you get to that step, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know it may not be the motivation that like most of us would want, but all right, I guess that, I mean, but you know, in his position, that might be the thing that motivates him because it's, you know, he's 29, 28, 29. I don't even think he's 30 yet. And, uh, you know, this is something that could very well, like, this could, it, it, it could have ruined his career. I mean, like, there is, there's still chances to fix it. And uh, I, I guess there's going to be, like, a lot of, like, course correction in the next few months. Like, if Ezra Miller can stay, like, on the straight and narrow, get all their legal affairs uh, taken care of, that... He it might it, he he might do like you know a quick little like interview before the movie comes out to explain what's been going on. Uh, they might even still have the whole minimal press for him just in case. Um, what happens after the release of the movie? I guess that just depends on how well he ends up being. Like you know, a lot I I still see online a lot of people are pissed off that it seems like Ezra Miller's been given chance after chance after chance after chance when so many people in that in similar positions have been like cut off right away um but uh, you know i'm i'm not warner brothers it's not my 200 million dollar movie it's it's a a lot of stuff that goes into making that decision and there are also other people involved in this too it's not just ezra miller's movie so many people were involved in making it and i know that's a weird thing to say after what they did with batgirl but this is like uh this is a much it's a bigger brand it's a bigger property a way bigger budget so, so there's a lot I mean, more to it, lose, <laughs> but it's a it's a huge amount to lose because this is also their keystone movie. Like, if you want to take any if you want to take any note of truth from this variety article that we were mentioning earlier, um, they were correct in saying that like old Warner Brothers heads and now new heads have are have recognized that the Flash is the key stone movie moving forward because they right. can soft reset, they can open up the multiverse, they can do all. Of anything they want with it if this movie hits and lands if it doesn't then we're really in a bad spot but this yeah. is the movie and like yeah it's really difficult to be like uh do we keep Bezra? like because obviously his his behavior is reprehensible and, and, and needs he needs help but when you have so much so much invested in something like that and a person who's been in movies before as a character i just think it's not like you know wrote uh it's not like james wrote in iron man where like we were all like wait what oh okay cool yeah. this is this is again no we're not emotionally attached but it's the key like to doing yeah. it all it's 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 gonna keep ben in the mix it's gonna introduce us to supergirl which like supergirl's dope like that's like i'm, I'm excited to see her in this right. i'm ex- and it also because like in real life, in, not in real life, because there's in the comic book life, she is from a different Earth. Sometimes, you know, that 50-50 yeah. from a different Earth. So yeah. it, that works. That plays for me. That's totally fine. So, you know, that kind of opens up 
the world a little bit. And then you have Dr. Fate coming out too. So there's just a lot of stuff um, with that movie that I think is good there. Right. So they're really playing that. Like we need to like, just figure it out, get it done. I don't care. I don't, and personally as a fan, I don't give a shit if Ezra, Ezra Miller gives a statement or not, you know? At this point, yeah, in time, I, I feel like I really don't need to hear anything either. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I would watch the interview, but like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. need it. But I, but I don't need it either. I, I don't like. I think we already know, like, Ezra Miller was going through, I'm like, was going through a lot and has issues, and like, yeah, like you said, whatever motivated him to get help, even if it's just a two hundred million dollar movie that might get thrown in the trash. Like, if that made, if that lit a fire under his ass, not then, yeah, it's I, not going to get tossed. That. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. So um, Variety was on a roll with more Warner Brothers drama news. Uh, but this one was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. So last week, Olivia Wilde does this big cover story for Variety, just talking about like the upcoming release of Don't Worry, Darling. And this is her, her second directorial, uh, directorial effort. Um, she also brought up the whole Jason Sudeikis serving her with uh, the custody papers at CinemaCon, and she threw, some, like, she threw some light shade at him in that, basically being oh, like, she, she, she wasn't surprised, but that's why she's not really in that relationship anymore anyway. So you could, there was like a little digs, and then she brought up, again, firing Shia LaBeouf from Don't Worry Darling, who was originally cast in Harry Styles' role. Um, she basically said that he had a very combative nature on set and like and people on set didn't feel safe. And I, and she particularly was referencing like Florence Pugh didn't play, didn't feel safe because she's playing his wife in the movie. So that's why she fired him. And then she also had made comments before about firing him. She made a comment back in December of 2020 that she has a strict no asshole policy on her sets. So she's talking the big game, right? So um, either Shia LaBeouf saw this article and sent an email to uh oh send the email to variety and uh he basically was like not only did he send the email to variety he sent the email with text messages that they were that him and olivia Wilde sent to each other around the time that he left the project and also a video that kind of indicates that like she didn't doesn't sound like somebody that fired someone um so like in the video, she says, like, I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet, and I'm too and I am too heartbroken and want to figure this out. Uh, you know, I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo, referencing Florence Bugue. And I want I, I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me, with us, if she really commits, if she really puts her mind and heart into into it at this point and you guys can make peace and i respect your point of view i respect hers but if you guys can do it what do you think is there hope will you let me know that does not sound like someone who is about to fire uh her main actor and then he basically was like he sent the email said that i wasn't fired i quit your film because none of the actors had enough rehearsal time and the i guess the best part of the email is that he kind of calls her out to tell the truth because he was like, I know that you're beginning your press run for Don't Worry, Darling, and that the news of my firing is attractive clickbait, as I am still persona non grata and may remain as such for the rest of my life. But speaking of my daughter, I often think about the news article she will read uh, when she is literate. And though I owe and will owe for the rest of my life, I only owe for my actions. 
Fire Me never took place, Olivia. And while I fully understand the attractiveness of pushing that story because of the current social landscape, the social, the social currency that brings, it is not the truth. So I humbly ask you as a person with an eye toward making things right, that you correct the narrative as best you can. I hope none of this negatively affects you and your film is successful in all the ways you want it to be. And I think that's the best way to kind of combat <laughs> something, something like that. Mic drop. I mean, great statement by Shia. Um, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. so this this movie has become like, I, this was like my one of my most anticipated movies of the fall. Well, like, I just, it gets interesting concept and I like the cast. But like, yeah, no, but like, they, they, like, Harry Styles, they filmed the movie, they, they put the trailer out, they like, who gives a shit? Well, I mean, I, there's all these little things that have been happening okay, before this, right? I'll, so, I'll, 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 I'll rephrase that. Uh, who gives a shit about it <laughs> now? I totally get, like, if they were in the middle of filming and there was, like, as you're saying, a highly anticipated awards movie and it's got Florence Pugh, who's on the rise from, you know, all of her other movies, okay. and then Shia LaBeouf coming back from, like, like you know, his really you know, rough hiatus period, yeah. or his weird, you know, his, I mean, he's always you know, been, on, been in a weird period, but um whatever and then yes this story breaks that he gets fired in the middle of filming and harry comes in to do the whole thing i would have cared about this like that juicy a little bit and, but now it's just like dude shia has all the red receipts has all the information that we need to like make an informed decision and you know just using our brain watching that video it's like olivia you were you really begging him to stay. <laughs> she was yeah, basically you... begging him to figure it out. She wasn't Thank you, fire. She was firing, firing him, and she and she put it on like she was like maybe this is a wake up call for Miss Flo. So you're putting this on like this girl that you're saying that you're trying to protect and like trying to keep safe. Like you're kind of putting some of the blame on her, at least in that video. I, mean, I, I mean, if we're, I mean, I'm I'm happy you brought it up because um. I'm a, I was a big fan of Florence Pugh. I never saw Min, uh, whatever her first movie Miss, was. Where, Miss Amara. Yeah, you know, yeah I, I never really thought, I never had any interest in seeing that movie. Um, but I've heard she was great in it, whatever. She was great in, uh, in, in Black Widow. But man, I have not heard anything but bad coming from her or her, like, her, whatever she says about, like, she's difficult. Like, well, Florence, she made, you know, Florence, she made, you, what, yeah. It's hard. I mean, <laughs> let me just tell you something, girl. You are a hot European actress. Okay, I'm sorry that you like people are just gonna see you as that. They don't know you. The consumers don't know you. They don't know what you've done or you know your personality. They see a hot actress. That's what they want to see. Okay, that's kind of the reason you get cast all sometimes because of a, the certain way you look obviously you have the talent and the, yeah, the nominated for, nominate for an oscar for little women like she has exactly. talent yeah, she's very good she's very good but you can't like just be like i'm not talking about any of the sex scenes like that shouldn't be what an actor's about it's like well i get it you want to like promote you being an actor but what did you do in that movie you acted there was a sex scene in there talk about it because you're with harry styles it's a hot topic see i and, see your i see your point though can you imagine she, how like how like a certain public or like just imagine if like extra or entertainment tonight, like all the little cheesy TV ones. I can yeah. see them, but ignoring everything about the movie and just be like, well, how was it like 
simulating sex with Harry Styles. And I can see that being annoying as an actress. And you're like, hey, yeah, I put no. my heart and soul, put my heart and soul into this, and like, this is what you want to talk about. Like, totally understand that, but don't you know, upfront say I'm just not talking about it. So it's like, all right, well, it's awkward. Like now, like imagine if you were in there. It's like, guess what? I'm not talking about this, this, and this. It's like. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when that reporter, this is when the first Avengers came out, uh, reporter and, and Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy Renner are doing press together. And he asked her if she wore like underwear under her outfit. And she was just kind of like, why would you ask me that? Like, did you ask me of the guys that? Like, I mean, like, it's just a weird, like, thick, no, it's, it's a weird thing for a woman. To, like, you know, and to be fair, I will say Harry Styles was asked by Howard Cern about the love scenes so it's not just her being asked about it yeah, but, 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 but i see too. the point i see the I point though. and i'm not and i'm not i'm not discrediting your point like it's obviously like it would get tiresome to talk about that all the time because like one it wasn't real so it's like oh yeah, yeah it was great fake sex like that's totally lame to talk about anyways so people yeah. should be able to recognize that um but she from the start like just is like i'm not doing this i'm doing limited press runs because that's all we want to talk about. It's like, well, you could either do that, get negative light towards the movie, and now everyone's talking about the scene because you don't want to talk about the scene, or you could, unfortunately, and I hate to say it, suck it up to say, answer that one question, but promote the movie in a good way with Harry, because I guess I guarantee you, Harry, I, I don't know Harry personally, but... He is definitely a respectable man and a good person. So if, she, yeah, if he's in the room with her and they ask that question, he's like, he might shit. shoot it. He might shoot it down. Yeah, exactly. he, might def- yeah. he might defend. He might defend her. Exactly, and that would build good rapport with the movie. Being like, oh look, dude, Harry Styles is coming to Florence Pugh's. You know, like back. You're know, like backing her up, and like, dude, that's not the movie. All right, there's a way bigger scenes in the movie than just us you know yeah so that's where i'm like she's difficult from that she didn't do anything and then well i mean i will say i do i do we did point out you already pointed out that she's doing limited press uh she's only doing press as far as now for the venice film festival premiere of the movie um now it did come out more so after this like shia labeouf olivia wilde uh he said she said kind of came out then it came out that she was doing limited press. So it sounds like there's not just like, I don't want to talk about the sex scenes. Maybe she's just up. Like, like I said in that video, Olivia Wilde sounds like she's not defending her. She sounds like she's like, that's that putting, I putting, got part of the rant. Like in the te- in the, whatever the video, she says like, I'll talk to Florence about like, you know, yeah. practicing more. It's like the only reason Shia left is because he couldn't get rehearsal time with his co-stars. What? Yeah. Now, so, it could be that he was, like, kind of combative about it. He could have been like, oh, I don't want to do this so we don't rehearse. I mean, that could be it. I mean, but, like, if that is really the reason why, like, he left is, like, yeah. I want to be able to, like, rehearse and, like, be good with you guys because, like, I think this is an important project. Like, it does seem strange that, like, and and if I think, and if I if he was being as combative as Olivia Wilde is saying now, uh, I don't think you call and like send a message like that or send texts like that, trying to get him convincing him to stay. Like if he was really, if he was making people feel unsafe, he would be like, all right, he's got to go. No. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's where I'm like, she's like saying she fired him, but defended him. So now you're making look. And I think that's another reason why Florence is not going to do press because she's like, Olivia is not defending Florence. And we don't know the circumstances of what, 
made people feel uncomfortable with him. I mean, I right. I can I can probably list a bunch of things that would make people feel uncomfortable around Shia LaBeouf. Dude's a little bit off his rocker, but at the end of the day, he like he is a sweet person. Like he did an entire movie with you know a uh, uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Like you okay, have yeah. to have you have to have some serious patience as just as a human being to uh to do that um and and to do it in day in and day out. Shout out to all the parents and brothers and sisters and and, and cousins who. Who have uh who have uh family members or people in their lives with that situation, but like it takes a lot of patience. So there is a soft side to Shia LaBeouf that like clearly you yeah. see. I mean, he's worked in, with 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 John Bernthal and and Brad Pitt and all and, and and Fury. So like everyone talks good about Shia. Yeah, and I want to point out just, too that like you know he he, 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 he was going through a lot. Yeah, he was going through a lot, and he, you know, they talked about, like, his ex-girlfriend that accused him of assault, and he acknowledges that, um, but now he's with someone else, he has a daughter, he's been, according to him, clean and sober for, like, over 700 days, um, so, like, he has a lot of perspective now, I think, to, like, kind of come at these things in a more positive, and, like, I did love, like, if you read his full email to them, he actually thanks Olivia Wilde, because at one point Olivia Wilde said in the article that, like, she's a big fan of like some of his past work. And he like thanked her for like being a fan, but then was like, but let me uh, correct what you said about firing me. So it was like this kind of like uh back and forth, like uh backhanded compliments, which I thought was kind of funny, but I still think he handled Like, I love how he ended it though. He put her in a position to like come out and say something. Cause if she doesn't come out and say anything, she looks like a liar. Like, like, but he's putting her in a position now where it's like, and I'm sure Warner brothers is like, well, fuck, I thought we were only dealing with, like, DC drama. Now we got to deal with, like, your little indie movie. I mean, not indie movie, but, like, you know, it wasn't supposed to have this kind of, like, press. This was, like, going to do well for them because, like, you know, it's Harry Styles, and he's, like, one of the, the well, I don't know, one of the biggest music stars in the world right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, dude, like, dude. like, it's a really, it's a really, like, uh, the premise is, like, intriguing. Like, there's a lot behind that movie that, like, they probably wanted to ride on and sell and, like, and now they have to deal with this like behind the scenes drama that is starting after the movie is completely shot, edited, and ready to go. <laughs> like, like no, they, yeah, and that's and that's why it's so weird. Like, if Florence Pugh did the interviews like she would normally do, there'd be stuff to talk about, right? But so now it's all on Olivia Wilde, and now that that narrative has been put out there, now she doesn't look truthful. Harry Styles isn't really saying anything, but he's dating her. So, like, he can't really, like... Who's he dating? He's dating Olivia Wilde. They started dating while they were making while they were making the movie. Nice. So, like, so like he can't really say anything about, like... Very good for well, you. Yeah. I All I could think was, because, like, that whole CinemaCon thing, I was like, Jason Sudeikis is an asshole. And then she was, the way she was talking about him, it sounds like he was an asshole. But then seeing her do this, I... If I was Jason today, because I would feel a little validation like watching this story come out, because maybe like she's not as like as and, and, <laughs> and, and, and no, and I I do have to ask where because this is one of those instances where an actress or an actor like was on a show, a TV show for like during the two thousands and two thousand tens when there was actually cable um, and people <laughs> used it, um, that she got so much prominence from being 13 like tell me something else like an actual movie like i will actually oddly enough watched an olivia wilde movie last night um 
I won't tell you what it was. Let's see if you can guess it. But like, was it like she has Olivia Wilde. What's up? Was it like early Olivia Wilde or uh, it was Daniel Craig? Oh, shit! Was she with him? Oh my god! Cowboys and aliens. What? Cowboys and aliens. Oh, that movie is awful. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. That's why I'm well, muted. Well, she was. I was trying but to figure like, what she. she... What yeah. did she? What movie has she done where it's like groundbreakingly, like Olivia Wilde was like, dude, she she was great. Like she she hasn't done anything, and her name is always a hot topic. And I have to think it's because she's like on the on the on the business side of shit doing stuff like Margot does, but Margot's actually good at acting as well. But like I can't think of another thing that Olivia Wilde has actually done that is good. Well, let me. Uh, I'm gonna pull up her uh, house. Yeah, throw yeah up okay. the I'm, I'm gonna throw up her filmography real quick. Um, I mean, I feel like she's been in some that late. No, like I'm telling you right now, she's either is like number three female in a movie or like hot girl. But like, okay, she, she was not- never really. She was like, okay, it took her a while to be like the lead. Okay, she was on season two of the OC for 13 episodes. That's where most of us. Uh, discovered her at least i did uh then she was an alpha dog she was an alpha dog uh not okay. really a big not really a big part but like uh she oh, plays oh, oh. speaking on alpha dog like none of the none of my coworkers or or my age have seen alpha dog and it's a fucking tragedy really that's a great movie i almost wanted to do that as my i wanted to do that as my deep dive maybe that was like one of the Dude, people all the time say i look like the kid who gets kidnapped anton yelich oh you do a little bit i do yeah, i do yeah. I Curlier hair, yeah. But um, continue. Well, Alpha Dog. Was, I don't. Remember, I don't remember her in it. So okay, that she was a uh, Emil Emil Hirsch's girlfriend. She's only in like a. She's like crazy and blonde and like she doesn't really yeah, do much. That's one yeah. for me. So I have no idea. She's in a movie called Teresa. This is a horror movie. You didn't see it. Um, she's on a TV show called The Black Dawn. Leaves for thirteen episodes. It got canceled after one season. Three. She she was in Year One with Michael Sarah and Jack Black. Uh, I don't remember her in it. Oh. Uh, she was in Tron Legacy. She is the female lead in Tron Legacy. Uh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Where did <laughs> so that then, movie go? Where did that movie go? They've been trying to make another one. They haven't. <laughs> exactly. And, then, and it's always like Olivia Wilde's not attached. And then after that, she did Cowboys and Aliens. And then she did the change up with uh, Ryan Riddles and Jason Bateman. She did In okay. Time oh. she, she, In Time with Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Damn, maybe you might be right. Uh, she was in... Um, Okay, she was on oh, House. Right. She was on House from 2007 to 2012. Okay, she was fantastic so in House. Um, and then she decided she wanted to be a director. <laughs> and then she directed Booksmart. And that did well. And everyone thought she had a great eye for directing. So she tried to carry that on with like so she was she also said in a variety article that like it it's so much pressure on your second movie as a female director because you're not a lot of female directors don't get the opportunity to have like that second chance at second film, right? So a lot of people they said I guess wanted her to make another movie like but you just said her first movie did well. What second chance? She did the first movie well, you get a second one. Well she was saying that like they wanted her to do a movie again like Booksmart that was very similar in tone. And then she wanted to do this like you know this psychological thriller that's set in the nineteen fifties and like uh even though it's it sounds completely intriguing, and I think the movie looks really good, and I hope and I hope she did a really good job with it. I just it's unfortunate that like all this stuff is now overshadowing it. I don't think that 
I think it's going to be harder for a lot. Of, and like, I feel bad for some of the other people that were in it. Like Chris Pine is like, well, what am I supposed to talk about? I'm in the movie too. And <laughs> Jimma Ch- Chan's in it. She's in Crazy Rich Agencies, Internals. Like all these other people are in it who are like, well, fuck, what are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> like, and, that, and that's what my point was. That's what my point was. What's the point I was getting at with Florence Pugh, like when I was shitting on her? Like you from the start set the precedent, but I am not talking about like the one thing people could possibly want to talk about turning that into the only thing that people want to talk about to the point now with all this other shit that like yeah. all people want to talk about is just the th- two pe- three people one of which not in the movie so I, well, I you don't know want to put her, but yeah. like I think well, Olivia, she, Olivia, Olivia think... this starts at the top though Olivia Wilde if she oh yeah if, oh. She, if she lied she's and... not if she lied and said that he was fired when he really wasn't, that he just like, and of course, you know, everyone's perception of how things go can be different. Like maybe she felt like in some choice words, she did fire him, <laughs> but like, no, I mean, it just doesn't sound that way. It doesn't like the, the, at least he came with receipts. I mean, like, and he had a lot. So, so there was that. Um, I imagine as press people, when we get emails, like if we get the opportunity to talk to these people, I don't know who they're going to let us talk to. And if we do get to talk to them, it's going to be like a bullet list of like, don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. Don't bring this up. And I don't even know who's going to get paired. Like, I I guess you can pair Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde for junkets, but then you have to, they're going to talk to them about their relationship more than they're going to talk about the movie. Um, It's just, gonna, it's just messy. It's like, it's, un, it's unnecessarily messy. Like he doesn't even need to, he didn't even need to go here. Um, But that starts with like, I'm sure Olivia Wilde early last week feels so good about that var- that variety cover story and like how how good it made her look, and then Shia LaBeouf just ripped that apart in like a day, <laughs> um, but rightfully so. If that's how it ha- if that if that's how things happen, then he should call her out, and he politely called her out. It wasn't like he ripped her apart. It no, was all very the- it was all very like it subtle it- shade <laughs> in in, in that entire email. Like he so he now- wrote it out rightly. He said like. And he, for the right reasons, because you can see, like, like, dude, like, I just don't want my daughter like seeing this later in life and like being like, what yeah. the hell, dad? Especially, Especially the knowing that there's real stuff that he's done. So he's like, he has to explain all the things that he knows he's done to his daughter yeah. when she gets old enough. And to have this kind of like fake narrative out there that he has to explain, even though he didn't do it, he says he didn't. That's not how it happened. I get I totally get it. And I believe him. I like the the moment I read it. I was like, I believe everything that he's saying, and now we're just twiddling our thumbs, waiting for her to like, uh, waiting for her to respond. And I I don't know I can, I don't even know what she could say other than to say he's a liar. And then you're gonna have a a nice little battle of like uh, he said she said, and you know what? There was a big debate about whether this drums up uh, interest in the movie. Some people said that it's so messy behind the scenes that they don't even want to see it anymore. While other people who aren't as heavily involved in this kind of stuff are like, well, I didn't know anything about the movie until right now, so now I want to see it. So they yeah. they, they they say that uh, all press is can be good press. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, and uh, this is actually honestly just the perfect segue to uh, what you alluded to earlier with um, uh, one of our listeners saying like, what's up with the oh, box about the box office? Yeah, dude, it's it's just it's the first summer. In two years, 
And I and I know I use this excuse for uh, a low low box office for Maverick. Obviously, I was wrong. People <laughs> wanted to see Mavericks too. So uh, wrong. Maverick, <laughs> very wrong, extremely wrong. But the idea is still there. Where like in normal times, we're like if it was just you know summer or summer, it's like dude, we got to get out of the house and like get into somewhere like cold. Um, let's go to the theater for a couple hours. That yeah. sentiment was literally there. Like when I, like me and my dad lived in, when we, when I lived in New York when I was a kid, like that was literally the thing. It's like, it's too hot in the house. It's way too hot to like do something outside. Like, let's just go to the movies. Like, let's hang out for three hours. Like, yeah, perfect. No, but yeah. because of, of streaming, because of the fact that people can travel, it's been a nice summer all around the country, you know. Otherwise, I think people, as much as they're I, they're they're more selective with their movies. Um, and I also, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think uh, AMC or any of the theaters have those special deals going on where you like get the unlimited pass. You know, like two movies a day or some shit like that. They, um, uh, I think they're still running. There's too. like limit. It's like limited, like for some of the stuff. It, I mean, because they still yeah. have to get back into. I mean, like, like I mean, AMC for. I mean, I mean, this was a theater that was close to bankruptcy. I didn't even think they were gonna like reopen but like they've figured out a way to like kind of thrive and now you know regal which is like the second biggest uh movie theater chain in the world is like that file for bankruptcy because like you know uh i actually want to play it too uh the person that suggested talking about this was uh the real quick yeah, shout him out shout him out <laughs> the real quick film critic on instagram and like the 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 what they were trying to say it was like hey like we're coming off of this like really robust summer and it was we had a lot of movies that made like a ton of money this summer so why didn't the studios think to schedule more content for late august through september um and a good example of this like there there's a movie called the invitation that opened over the weekend it is number one um i had saw one preview for the invitation (laughs) that's uh with uh cumberbatch and no this is a this is a natalie may Natalie Emanuel, she's in the Fast and the Furious movies. She, uh, uh, and I'm thinking of the and, one where they had like they kill people at dinner. Oh, you think? Uh, you think about Ready or Not? <laughs> no, it's well, no, the, the, imi- the, imita- the imitation is about vampires killing people at dinner. At least that's what I read. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking of a movie. I've seen like the thing where it's like a new. She, she's like a girlfriend finally gets the invitation to dinner, and like it turns out to this crazy horror thing where like they fucking kill everybody. Yeah, they're vampires. I've only, seen one tra- I've only seen one trailer for it, and like I didn't even know it was. I didn't even know it was coming out this weekend. Uh, even so they're vampires. Uh, so but it came out, and yo, know, usually Sony is really good about releasing like blah horror movies to like decent box office um but uh deadline made a good point they said that yeah the only bragging rights they have is that it opened at number one but it opened to seven million dollars and it's playing at 3114 theaters of all the movies counted this weekend the entire all box office titles only made 53.7 million dollars this weekend this is officially the lowest box office weekend of the summer uh not of the year though i guess uh Thirty-four point nine million back in January of of this year, January twenty-eighth through thirtieth, was the lowest we've had uh, so far. Um, but Deadline was saying that they didn't put any money into the movie to like promote it, so it wasn't destined to do make any to make any money at all. 
Um, but they were saying that like what they don't understand is that they believe that the summer proved that like movie going is back. Like people are going in the movies, movies are making money. So even if you have a slate of releases that like are smaller are smaller, aren't that strong. Why don't you put some marketing spin into helping them possibly make money instead of just kind of like dumping them and then like, whatever, we'll, we'll come back to life in October. Um, they also pointed out that they can't believe that like the arguably the next big movie in October is Halloween ends. And then they announced last week that they're going to open that in theaters and on Peacock at the same time. And that is to boost subscribers to Peacock. It has nothing to do with like the quality. I mean, they did that last year with Halloween kills. It didn't really hurt the box office. It's still open to like $49 million, which is great for a horror movie. Um, but a lot of people think it sends the wrong message to like be like, all right, we're also going to do this day and date thing again when we're also trying to sell the narrative that like we want movie going to go back to normal. Yeah, well, hate to break it to you, people, it's never going to be the same. Um, there, you're, it's, it's, it's. There's definitely going to be those instances when, like, when we were kids, oh, uh, guess where, like. We all meet up at the theater, like 15 of us, and go see the next movie, where now yeah. it's more like, and obviously, like, we're not in that, in this zone, but it's like, yeah. oh, man, I'm playing Fortnite on my, on, the th- on my thing with my friends, and then I can just stream it whenever I want, or, like, fucking kids pirate now, so it's like, all right, well, I know it's out in China, so I'll just fucking watch it, you know, with Chinese <laughs> subtitles or stuff like that. I mean, obviously, yes, movies are back with that, but also, like, I can't remember a time in my 28 years of living and let's minus that down to about 21 because we're not going to say that I really remember anything before the age of <laughs> Um and you should too. But um like have you ever seen such a reshuffle of movies being released and pushed back and like like it's like like you know how they say that we said that Warner Brothers doesn't have enough movies to promote more than like two and enough uh, money, money to promote <laughs> what I actually can like, yo, what if a studio doesn't have enough movies to put out? That, yeah. that could be that could be it. Like we, we we you harped on it last week. We were talking about like original IPs. I'm like, dude, like it it one, it takes a lot. It takes a like it's like um excuse me. Um the best way I can describe it is like you've seen Entourage the movie. The movie is, is sometimes but it's financed by finance financiers who who just like have hundreds of millions of dollars to just do what they want. Guess what? Been a pandemic the past couple of years, people. You know, yeah. they're not going to spend their money on stuff that's not that's absolutely not a surefire, especially when the theaters are closed. So I think it's a lot. I think it like I'm not, it, it's wild to say this, but I think that the reason we don't have a lot of big movies or like any movies really right now is the economy is a big driver in the fact that like. Yes, people want to spend the t- the money for the ticket, but the question is: Do studios want to foot the bill for a potential bust, which would right. then even put them in more worse shit? Um, so obviously they're gonna play it safe with comic books and shit like that, like the. Um, oh. but I think that the sentiment now is that they feel more comfortable putting stuff on the streaming. Because then they can pull back the budget, you know, and then go from there and be like, look, dude, like two two million people watched in the first weekend. That's fantastic. Fuck off. Done. Next move. Next one. Um, uh, Yeah. But 
it's 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 one of those things where you're just like yeah i think there's neat we, we're, we're at a loss of ideas right now and i think we just need to read some more books and and get those get those rolling like guys okay, so i got i got three series of books and I've said so many times in this podcast but like if i picked one up right now and told you the premise of it it could be a good and there's yeah, five maybe. five books in there it's like you can make three movies out of this like easily um and it i personally think, think it would be good but like there's there's so many instances of that I'm just talking about with a thousand books. So yeah. um, it's just, you, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta figure it out um, with that too, but it's, it's, it's. Well, um, I want to point out also, really quick. It's just, summer and I'm, it's just really nice out. So again, that's true. also really nice. I'm going to point out with this guy in variety, cause I, well, not variety deadline. Cause he seemed like he has a personal thing against what they're doing with uh, sending movies to streaming and all that. He says we're all. He says we're already. He says we're already hearing that 20th Century Studios post Labor Day horror title Barbarian, which is getting great uh, test scores, is already set to crash and burn with a single digit opening. And he says so. Why didn't the Predator title Prey go to the post Labor Day slot? It doesn't matter that Prey was the number one Hulu movie premiere to date over the August fifth through seventh weekend. How many subscribers do you, did you have Hulu two weeks ago before Prey? And how many did you have two weeks following? Was uh, was that worth blowing $65 million on Prey for? I'm curious how much higher Hulu subs are north of $46.2 million next quarter. Like, basically trying to say that, like, one, because the thing with, like, that's always been an issue with uh, the streaming services is that they don't give exact uh, numbers as far as, like, how well their products are doing? They'll just say like, "Oh, it's our number one premiere ever. It's our biggest Which is premiere wild ever." Too. I, I, the, 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 uh, the what? What is? It? They have with the government the uh, the Freedom of Information Act. I yeah, think that should be applied to all uh, <laughs> all corporations. Um, yeah. When it comes to consumerism like that, obviously you keep your like your your books private, but like this type of data, it's like it is measurable. Yeah. But like we, like you say, we go to Nielsen or we go to like other things to get it. It's like why, why wouldn't you want? Like yeah, if it's a dud, it's a dud. If you got, if you got to jump in subscribers, tell us. Don't like hide the facts or something like that. It would be so much better if like we wouldn't be. I mean, obviously we're talking about it right now, so that's maybe one thing they want. But like, why can't they just come out and flat say it's like all right? Like why, dude? You know, maybe if they had like a counter like on their website, like how many subscribers they have. Yeah. Like how funny that would be. No, no, that'd be great. <laughs> it'd be it'd be it'd be the funniest like uh streaming wars ever. It's just like all right, fuck it, we're gonna put it out there, and then like you just see it just like a fluctuate between movie to movie to movie, <laughs> movie, platform, movie. To platform to platform, and they realize oh shit, people just buy and cancel and make new email addresses and do all this shit all the time so they can watch something free. But you know what? That's only fair to have that out there because like I mean they have that out there with like box office numbers. They have that out there with like. Nielsen ratings, like it's. I think it's fair to know what's like how things are performing. Like I'm I mean, watching, like, I'm watching baseball right now. And if you've ever been to a baseball game, they like they literally wait to the fourth inning of games to tell you the exact number of people that are in the stadium. Like even the Oakland A's, you get maybe like a thousand people. Sometimes like there are seven hundred, there are seven thousand four hundred and twenty nine people in the stands today. It's like awesome. Like like that type of transparency with this would be would be would be cool. Yeah. Um, obviously, I understand why they don't because not everyone measures everything the same. Like right. Facebook measures Facebook measures a view by five seconds. Uh, yeah. YouTube does eight. 
you know, so it's all matters. It's all, but yeah. it's, yeah, no, I would say that it's, it's the summer. I just think it's a really good summer to go out and have a good time. Um, as we are doing, obviously, um, yeah. here in the beautiful Hermosa beach and then, um, economy with like funding for movies for those big blockbuster movies. Like none of, none of the big movies that we're waiting on, waiting on like Dune part two, Aquaman, Black Adam, any of the Marvel movies that are coming out, they're not coming out till later because I think that financiers are like now getting back into it, but they're like, we're going to wait just a little bit longer. Give it another year of just like, give give me only the blockbusters and then we can go for, to a, another station where we start funding the other passion. Because like, think about it, like, has there been like a true passion project that like a director has like, in an interview, being like, this has been like my passion project for like a long time, and finally, it's finally gotten off the heels. In 2020 to 2022, I would argue that there's not been that many. And I think that's also a good gauge of why the box office isn't the way we've seen it in recent years, is because there's not that mix. You're either going to the theater to see one movie or not. Yeah. Well, you know, box office is currently 30% behind 2019, which, I mean, I think just... I still think, like, if you look at what did well this summer, like, there was a lot of great... I mean, every article points to Top Gun as being, like, this is an example of, like, people are ready to go back to the movies. Um, and But I also think that Top Gun is also an anomaly, too. I mean, I, I don't think that, like... It, it It's not true for every movie that is going to come out that everyone is ready to go back and see it. However, this guy, uh, Deadline, one of the last things he said was, like... I want us to get away from the pandemic excuse that people don't want to go back to the movies. It's simply about product. Disney proved that last year by opening a Marvel movie over Labor Day weekend with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings to holiday record results of 94.6 million. Great movies will get people out at any time of the year. And I think that's also uh, true, too. I think it's also the product as well. I think it's like, I mean, if they put out, if you put out something that like is worth seeing, then people will see it. Passion projects, yeah, yeah. I think those he, like people, like people get excited about directors. Like if Quentin Tarantino puts a movie out, it's like I want to make this world. People gonna go see it. Um, obviously, he's not a great example because he doesn't really bring that bring that big of a box office to it. Um, so I'll change it to Christopher Nolan. Like if he did okay, Oppenheimer, like that's gonna kill it. When's that come out? Next year, next July. It comes yeah, out the same week. So I- comes out the same weekend as Barbie. It's very interesting. Uh, it's gonna be an interesting two for at the box office. <laughs> I, yo, I'm not kidding. That would be a. I might do that. That'd be a double double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Barbie Oppenheimer. Yep. Um, but you know, I kind of agree though. Like they said, it's also sad for movie theaters because they have no choice as to what a major studio dictates. So if Halloween ends is gonna open in theaters and on Peacock, they don't. They have no decision in that, so they just have to deal with the potential loss. And then they're also like. There's a big issue about the Knives Out sequel. They've, they've been trying to get Netflix to release that in theaters, like, more wide. And Netflix doesn't... They're going to give it a limited theatrical release, and then it's all going to Netflix, because Netflix spent over $460 million to secure the second and third one. So, I honestly don't know if it... Like, how that works, if it wouldn't benefit them to release it. In the, I guess it wouldn't, because they, it doesn't, they don't get subscribers from it if they... Uh, also have it in theaters as well. I don't know how that really works financially for them, but like exhibitors are trying to get them hard to like release knives out to 
Dude, I, 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 I still don't understand Netflix's, you know, just whole business like business model. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, 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 I seriously don't like it. It's, 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 it's just wild to me that fourteen dollars subscriptions monthly, yep, can fund all of this. It, it's wild, bro. It's fucking yeah. wild with no ads. Unreal. I think I need. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm watching the Yankee game right now. Fucking just tied it up. Playing the <laughs> now going on Wednesday. It's gonna be a good time. Um, but uh, no, I can't understand how Netflix like they're like they're for like they're most what's their like you can't get like the only way you can get a more expensive Netflix account is if you have like what like ten people on it and like ten people on no it, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, it's like I already have four on mine with my family, so it's like all right. Um. But yeah. yeah, I had no idea how that whole works. I actually want to. I want. I want to find a video and be like, hopefully, someone explained it on YouTube. Um, how how Netflix stays either profitable or whatnot. But yeah, dude, I think like again, like if you like the movie you see in theaters, how awesome would it be to just watch it again at home? Yeah, and you know, and that's what some people are saying about the Halloween end stuff. I mean, that's what a lot of people did with Halloween Kills. I know I did. I saw it in theaters, and then I watched it again at home on Peacock because it was there. Yeah, um, I mean, some people were like, "You could have saw it more than once in theaters," and I was like, "Well, I mean, I, I still went. <laughs> I like still I, went and saw it." <laughs> do you expect me to spend more than the normal? Uh, like, I'm not gonna like. I mean, I, and I and I love horror movies, and like I had a lot of fun with it. But I was like, you know what? I I saw it in the theater. I saw it on the big screen on with a nice crowd. It was fun, but then I also liked that I could enjoy it at home. I feel like I didn't take anything away. The movie still made a lot of money, so I wasn't like it failed. Um, yes, you didn't go to the movies <laughs> five times, so the movie failed. It didn't, it didn't crack a hundred million; it only cracked ninety-nine point whatever, whatever. <laughs> Actually, it only made ninety-two million here, uh, yeah. but that's still good for a twenty million dollars. You movie. didn't go three extra times; it didn't make eight million dollars more. Um, but yeah, I think that's. Yep, I agree with you. I think just the position that we're in; it's the product. It's also, I think, the way that the studios schedule their movies were rescheduled and reshuffled from like 2020, 2021, 2022. I think some of them even forgot about September of this year. Like, oh, like crap, there's a big hole with like nothing really coming out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be rough for movie theaters. But I will say the cool thing of like cool movie theater news, I guess not, I guess it is cool for them because Top Gun Maverick is still making them money. It's still in the top five uh, box office chart. $691.2 million domestically. It's going to get to $700 million. I, They're going to make it happen. I don't know if they're just gonna like. They already had it re-released in IMAX two weeks ago. I don't know if they could do that again. Wait, <laughs> but, like, speaking, of, speaking of box office, didn't um, didn't Avatar get re-released again? It's getting re-released. Uh, uh actually, uh, this month, September, next month. So like, it's and and some people think that that might do well the re-release because people will just want to see some. I, uh, I I think it would because it's original IP hadn't been seen in ten, dude. Like good on them because like as a parent i would definitely take my kid to see it I guess. like think about it you're, you're <laughs> 20, besides the one scene that like everyone's like make make made fun of in the beginning when they're in the forest um doing their thing but like think about it like you can like i you saw this movie at like 15 or like 16 17 i, know, I was like 17 um and then maybe you had an early kid and now you can 
fucking bring your kid to this, see this movie, and you're like, Nick, now you see the next one in like a couple months. So smart idea, yeah. I'd say. It's a it's a smart move by James Cameron and company. Now that now they can widen that gap even more between like Avengers Endgame and Avatar <laughs> box office wise. Oh, like, and you know, <laughs> and you, and you know like, James Cameron is just like in his office, like his huge office, which I honestly imagine has like a huge fish tank with like Avatar looking <laughs> Avatar people. Um, um, I, huge, but you know, but you know who who wins Terminator. Too. There's a Terminator in the corner of James Cameron's office. I have to. I have to. I need yeah. to know that. Um, and he's just like, "Fuck you, Marvel." Yeah. Well, you know who really? wins in, in both of those fights? Since fucking Avengers Endgame is Marvel and Avatar is 20th Century Fox, because like, that's all Disney. So Disney is the winner of, of both of those scenarios, where they're like, "Yeah, I mean, we don't Dan- care which one. Of you, we don't care which one of you makes the most money. Like you've all made a lot of money, <laughs> so that means we make a lot of money." But I think for James Cameron, who says like I remember when I remember when Endgame passed Avatar, and he like gracefully was like congratulating him. But I'm sure in the back of it, at them, in the back of his mind, he's probably like re-release it. No, he <laughs> find a time to re-release it. <laughs> he, he immediately called his distribution company. He's like, "We're fucking doing it." He's like, "What uh, do you mean?" He's like, we're, "We're re-releasing Avatar. I can't have a I can't have a Marvel movie beating me." And then we'll blame it on like, oh well, we need a refresher before the sequel yes. comes out. Like, yes, like, uh, yes, yes. Oh you could e- you could have easily just like put out like a four K, <laughs> like some people yeah. could watch it at home. Uh, but like, but no, he's like, no, theatrical, theatrical re-release <laughs> only so Dude, it beats that Marvel movie. <laughs> it's gonna do well, and I'm, I'm just gonna laugh. It's gonna be very funny. Well, uh, yeah. hopefully they 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 like they up, up- upgraded like the. The can't, not the, well. You can't re refilm this shit, but like you know, made they hopefully they made it like 4K better type. Yeah, thing. I heard. I heard they. Uh, it is gonna be in 4K and no and yeah. no 3D, no 3D. Well, you know, a lot of people liked it in 3D. Like really, I yeah, thought it was I, like wildly distracting because I was just like that at the fucking trees the entire time. I need to watch it again because I've seen it twice and I've always been like lukewarm. Dude, it, I get Shawshanked by that movie all the time. It's way too long to you. I don't know how you can get Shawshanked, but it's like, dude, it, it's because it, what? It, no, if it's in the beginning, actually, no, yeah, I get. If I'm not, I'll get Shawshanked to Avatar all the time. Yeah, I'll put it in my top ten Shawshankable movies for me. Like, you gotta watch it, dude. Uh, I own it somewhere in here. <laughs> it's somewhere up there. <laughs> not a, there's not a there's not a DVD you don't own. Yes. Oh no, there, there's been things that I used to like. I don't do it anymore because I get sent more movies now. But I used to like blind buy shit all the time. Like, oh, I didn't see this. It looks good. Oh. I'll just buy. It. I'll just buy it <laughs> instead of like maybe renting it on Netflix or something first at the time when you could like rent individual like movies. I would love. <laughs> I would love to know your like what the like. Not now because obviously it's still kind of as much as I make fun of you. Blu-rays like fucking like dead. <laughs> But I would love to see in like twenty years when like people have finally given up on Blu-ray and like discs, how <laughs> much you're collecting. Oh yeah, it like, might be worth a lot. Like, yeah, because like think about it now. It's like you know, baseball cards are coming back. Like that fucking Mickey Mantle card just got sold for like ten point five million dollars. Imagine like an unopened. Imagine an unopened Avengers and Endgame like you know hard case would go for like in yeah. 20 years christine like i would well, go back through there 
there's like a there's a Instagram page called Films at Home. He has a YouTube channel and also a podcast. He's talked to me about wanting to be on to talk about like why he thinks physical media is still so important. I mean, he has sixty five thousand subscribers on YouTube, and these are all people who are just interested in like collecting physical media. So because like they want to, because like sometimes when you buy stuff on like Amazon or anything else. They don't tell you that, but like they're in like some of the fine print on some of these things, like if they decide to not house that movie anymore, it's not yours. Like you might have bought it on there, but if they if they don't have the rights to it anymore and they get rid of it, then you don't have it either. And so like that's why a lot of people think it's important to have like a physical copy of something because it's it's yours and like it, it's never going away. I mean, unless you give it you away what? or whatever happens to it. Let's like, get it on the pod next. Let's get him on the pod next week because I can't see any really big news coming down unless you want to do another deep dive. Yeah, I mean, either way, I'll talk to him because, like, I mean, yeah. he really like I because I I, 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 cause I I agree with him. I mean, as you can see, I do. Um, I mean, and I can't I even show not, you. Like I just I, said, I, I don't. I can't I'm even show agree. you the other part of my room because, like, there's no room left in here. So there's like movies like stacked on my speakers and like other locations of the room because i don't have any more space just, I have to buy a just, bigger... so all, just so all the listeners know on like thursday after uh, thursday afternoons gaze takes about an hour out of his day to uh to uh put some light music on and, and dust all uh, dust all of his movie cases <laughs> 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 which i completely i completely just made up but the visual of that is <laughs> too awesome to, to not okay um this is a shit ton of movies <laughs> And what's even more absurd is that I think like there's certain movies like the original Halloween. I think I have like seven different copies of it because there's been like different like editions of it that come out. (laughs) Dude, imagine 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 in fucking 20 years and you have the entire complete set. It's still in like pristine condition and you like got like a fucking horror buff and, you know, they're remaking it and everything. It's hot again. Yeah. Just saying, man, it's one of those things you're like, "Hmm." so. Yep. Much as I make fun of it, yeah, no, physical media is definitely. But I would love to hear more from what's what's this podcast? Uh, it's called uh, Films at Home. Uh, films films at underscore, home. yeah, 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 at home. So yeah. I, I am, uh, yeah, we'll plug them. But yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, I, I would like to hear more about his physical media because it's yeah, a hot topic. It. It's not just yeah, like as he said, it's not just just DVDs and stuff. It's it's a lot. It's baseball cards. It's fucking pens. Yeah. It's all this stuff. So. I'm down with it. I think that would be a fun episode for everybody to listen to, too. But, I think uh, so, as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we're coming to the end here, huh? This is... Yeah, definitely. It's uh, this, one of those this, days this, where we're just like, we're just like uh... <laughs> I mean, we, despite... can talk about it. we can talk about some more shit, but it's like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, no. Well, <laughs> well it's funny, because I feel like I, I didn't expect to get as deep into that don't worry, darling stuff <laughs> as we did. <laughs> but... but uh, I know. I think I, that I, like a, I surprise people. I know what I'm talking about. I surprise yeah, just, but yeah, no, that it's yeah. I just love and, that you you. I just love that you realize that Olivia Wilde has done absolutely nothing. No, it was like I wish. I mean, <laughs> I was like looking at my phone. I was like, wait, I feel like she was in more stuff. Nothing. Like, but she's just like I'm not saying she can't act, but I think like for a lot of people, Olivia Wilde was just like gorgeous, and that was the first thing. Extremely that, like, limited range. And she used to be married or engaged to a prince back in the day. That was the one thing I used to know about her. Um, and an extremely limited acting range. Um, all right. She, I don't know. I have to like revisit some of her stuff. Just watch it house. Could, it could be. 
I actually watched, well, I was going to watch that. She's on the OC as well. She did 13 episodes of that, but then I try to think of her character in Alpha Dog, and that's pretty much the same character. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. She, she wasn't great in Tron. Well, you know what? She found her very, niche very behind, the hand, behind the camera is where she's found her yeah. true calling. It's I mean, unless she uh, unless she sees a sophomore slump. If she gets the sophomore... Unless she experiences the sophomore slump, because we don't know. I mean, we, I'm hoping it's good. But the sophomore slump can happen uh, to a lot of filmmakers. And I know... I just hope... I hope she doesn't do this, because I, I feel like she's the kind of person that would. But, like, let's say that it came out and it didn't do well, and then she kind of felt like she couldn't really, like, direct other stuff because it didn't do well. And I think that she would blame the fact that, like, she was a woman that directed the movie that didn't do well. And that's why it's been harder for her to come up with her third feature. I'm not saying that's what she'll say if it falls. I'm just saying it sounds like something she bet, might I would say. bet my very limited <laughs> bank account that that is exactly what it <laughs> That is what she would say. It would somehow not be like her fault. It'd be like us not supporting the movie. It reminds me of like what Elizabeth Banks said when uh, when she directed that Charlie's Angels reboot with Kristen Stewart and it flopped yeah. and she blamed she blamed men and people not wanting to see like female action heroes. And then someone was like, uh, what about Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel? They just named all these other ones. And she tried to say, like, well, they're based on like big IP that's connected to like more male dominated uh projects. But like it's just a stupid thing to say. It's just like, no, your movie wasn't good. <laughs> That's it. That has nothing to do with like the fact that you're a woman and that it was led by females. I've seen so many female-led action movies and have liked a lot of them. It's like so. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, something happened on the baseball game, guys. <laughs> yeah, they just intentionally walked there and judge. What a bitch. That wasn't about Elizabeth uh, Banks or Olivia Wilde. <laughs> no, yeah, no, sorry. It's different. <laughs> Fuck, that's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, oh, that's horseshit. All right. Anyhow. <laughs> yes. Wait. I yeah. am going to let you do at least one of the sign-offs now. Because, yeah, you got to do one of them. It can't just be both. Because I can't just go from one to crazy all of a sudden. Fine, a guys. Fine, fine, fine. So next week, um, I think we're kind of in the same boat where there's not a lot of uh, news <laughs> and stuff. We are going to try our hardest to get through this like very slow September. But I do want to thank people that actually um, last week's episode did really well on Good Pods and I think on and on Apple Podcasts from what I uh, was sent. Um, I got a lot of good feedback just uh, based on like the movie that was chosen. That was all Jack's uh, uh, choice to do Man on Fire. Um yeah. It it was really well received, and we were told that we should probably do more uh, like movie reviews. Um, and I'm down for that. It doesn't necessarily have to be like I, I would even mind, I would even mind breaking down a movie I didn't like. Like if it was like something that like you know like why was it horseshit? Let's go deep into that too. Um, I'm completely fine doing that as well. Um, I, I mean, you just gotta yeah. I, I I can't think of a movie I really hated. Napoleon Dynamite. Long I don't. Well, because I, don't. <laughs> I only watch I think. I'm, well, because I only watch things I think I'm gonna like. So that's true. I mean, I kind of just like go through everything and hope yeah. for the best. <laughs> um, I am gonna watch Samaritan tonight, though. Oh, I've heard mixed things, and, and especially even from people that love him. He's having a really rough week. He's going through the divorce, uh, <laughs> uh, and the movie got not so great reviews. 
That's why fucking Rocky's been on nonstop lately. Well, I mean, we never talked about this, but he's, you know, he's having the whole issue with like the rights to Rocky. Like he doesn't really have them. You know, uh, another producer does. And he's been very uh, vocal on Instagram with like all his illustrations of like a snake wrapped around this producer's like body and neck and like basically insinuating that like this guy like has for years, like, you know, gotten money based on something that is you know Sylvester Stallone's legacy so he's had a he's had a rough couple of months and then like the divorce thing kind of came out of nowhere because I thought I don't really know much about that relationship from what I saw it seemed pretty solid um but yeah he's having a a, a rough two weeks but uh hopefully you'll see it and next week you can tell us it's good and maybe uh I will get, I will give, see him, it give him we'll give him maybe give him a little bit better week uh but yeah yo next week yeah we're just gonna kind of wing it again with news and if we come up with something uh cool to discuss we'll let you know on instagram or twitter but in the meantime uh you can uh listen to us wherever you get your uh your uh podcast fix uh for me it's uh apple podcast but we're on spotify we're on google podcasts we're on good pods that's where a lot of uh our newer traction is coming from because good pods it's all about uh helping out uh independent uh podcasts and I've actually met a lot of cool people just on that, especially in the film and TV uh, section of, of, of their app. Um, so we're getting a lot of good traction on there and we're actually really, really well reviewed there. So uh, maybe when uh, Jack does his spiel about uh, leaving a review, he can throw in a little like, yo, you can leave your review at good pods as well. Um, a good pod. But yeah, um, you'll be uh you can listen to, to all of us on you can listen to all of our stuff on those platforms and um thank you guys again for the continued uh encouragement and good feedback and also keeping us in the top five on good pods uh uh starting last week we went back up i think a lot of that was due to like it the the uh the bump happened right after we dropped the man on fire episode it was like a day or two after so I'm just going to thank Jack and his movie choice and leave it at that. And now thank uh, Denzel for being a badass. <laughs> wait, wait, and, with, <laughs> and with that being said, Gaius, this is his first, first time sending us off. I appreciate the sentiment. Appreciate it. Let's do it. We got this. And, but wait, forget one thing. It's time for the homework assignment. People, your job this week is to like, comment subscribe tell us what you don't want to hear tell us what you do want to hear tell a friend tell somebody else tell your uber driver about the podcast we want to get that algorithm on our side all right it's the only way we're gonna be able to grow as gay said it earlier we had a good we had a good episode last week with man on fire if you want us to keep doing that tell us in the comments what movies you want us to dive into i guarantee you gayus has it on blu-ray and if he doesn't <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> to do it but tell your mother tell your father tell your brother tell your mother tell your sister tell your cousin tell your aunt and tell your grandmother about the pod we appreciate you shout out good pods shout out playlist studios you guys are great partners and we will talk to you next week have a freaking great weekend peace, peace.